1: two
2: individuals who so want to find out right away was there some type of crime involved
1: tragedy in the new york city subway system two dead and what may have been a suicide attempt by one of the victims mayor adams criticizes the white house for claiming the u.s mexico border is secure CVS and walgreens limit sales of children's pain relief medicine ukraine's president zelensky scheduled to meet with president biden today Elon Musk plans to step down as CEO of Twitter. Tragedy in the New York City subway system. Police say that a 44-year-old man and a 63-year-old woman were riding in between cars on a moving northbound L train at the West 14th Street and 6th Avenue station just before 10.30 a.m. yesterday when one fell in a possible suicide attempt. The other died trying to save the other. New York City Mayor Adams responded to the scene and was briefed on the incident.
2: And this came over. One of my security details told me what was happening. uh, Two individuals, so we wanted to find out right away was there some type of crime involved. And so we came over just to speak with the inspector that was in charge.
1: Both were pronounced dead at the scene. According to police, the relationship between the two not immediately known. Also, New York City's mayor on Tuesday ridiculed repeated claims from the White House that the southern border is secure during an exclusive virtual sit-down with the Post editorial board. His comments one day after White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre defiantly declared that the border is not open despite a record 2.4 million encounters during fiscal 2022. Adams, who on Monday warned that an expected surge of migrants would impact every service that New Yorkers rely on, including the NYPD, said... The out-of-control situation was really hurting our cities and called it unfair.
2: You know, I've been frustrated throughout my life in public service. I've never been more frustrated now. This is a national problem. El Paso shouldn't be going through this. Chicago shouldn't be going through this. Washington, Houston, cities should not be carrying the weight of a national problem.
1: Adams has asked the White House and State for help to deal with city shelters at capacity due to busloads of migrants being sent here unannounced. The Daily News reporting New York City is set to receive a cash infusion from an $800 million pot expected to be part of the annual funding bill that Congress is scheduled to pass by the end of this week. Increased demand has now led both CVS and Walgreens to limit purchases of children's pain relief medicine. CVS and Walgreens restricting both in-person and online purchases. An unusually fast start to the annual U.S. flu season, plus a spike in other respiratory illnesses, created a surge in demand. Solene Fingali, a mother, spoke to ABC7 about her awful experience over Thanksgiving. She had this horrible cough. took her to the pediatrician twice and I couldn't find Tylenol. I was just going from one grocery store to the next and I couldn't find it. And thankfully my mom or grandma had some saved in her medicine cabinet. We ended up using that. The Consumer Healthcare Products Association said sales of pediatric pain relievers are up a whopping 65 percent from this time compared to last year. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky expected to visit the U.S. Capitol in person today, according to The Hill, although his visit hinges on security. Senator Chris Coons, the Democrat out of Delaware, confirmed the plans to The Hill. Now, if Zelensky's visit does materialize, it would likely mark the first time the Ukrainian president has left his country since before Russia launched its invasion back on February 24th of this year. Zelensky addressed Congress back in March via Zoom. Just remember it. Remember September the 11th, a terrible day in 2001 when evil tried to turn your cities, independent territories in battlefields, when innocent people were attacked. The visit comes as Zelensky as top military officials and aides have warned that Russia is planning to renew a large scale ground invasion of Ukraine. Devastating aerial attacks have destroyed Ukraine's energy and electricity infrastructure entering into the bitter cold winter season. Well, big changes are expected at Twitter. Elon Musk Tuesday said he'll step down from his role as CEO of the social media platform once he finds somebody to replace him. The announcement after a majority of users polled said he should resign. I will resign as CEO as soon as I find someone foolish enough to take the job, he said. After that, I will just run the software and service team, Musk wrote on Twitter. With more than 17.5 million total votes cast, 57.5% of users said Musk should step down. 42.5% said he shouldn't. Last month, Musk spoke about what his original goal for Twitter was.
2: Like, our goal with Twitter is, like, how do we get 80% of America? Maybe not, like, the sort of far left and the far right, but but and maybe we don't want them necessarily. But uh, how do we get 80% of the public to join a digital town square and voice their
0: opinion and, ex- and exchange ideas and maybe once in a while change their minds?
1: Musk acquired Twitter in a $44 billion deal. Well, a deal to fund the federal government through the 2023 fiscal year will not include protections for DREAMers. That's a name given to undocumented immigrants who arrived in the country as minors. Congress set to vote this week on the $1.7 trillion spending package that will keep the government open through September of next year, potentially avoiding a budget fight during the early days of the incoming GOP House majority. Here's Senate Majority Leader Democrat Chuck Schumer. We
0: must finish passing this omnibus before the deadline on Friday when government funding runs out. But we hope to do it much sooner than that because we're mindful that a nor'easter is barreling down the East Coast on Thursday and Friday.
1: Well, a Republican-led lawsuit seek to squash DACA. Nearly 600,000 DREAMers who currently have DACA protections are at l- risk of losing their work permits and protections from the deportation if the program is fully nixed by the supreme court the nearly one and a half million dreamers who don't currently have daca protections find themselves in limbo with no recourse to apply for legal status in the united states where many of them have grown up Four republican national committee rnc finance chairman have endorsed ronna mcdaniel's bid for a fourth term as party chair despite republicans lukewarm showing in the midterm elections McDaniel has faced criticism from the right over the party's election performance and its spending. Letters obtained by the Hill highlight McDaniel's relationships with RNC donors and her efforts during her six years as chair to build a fundraising infrastructure. New York Congressman Lee Zeldin spoke to 77 WABC host Sid Rosenberg recently about McDaniel.
2: I believe that she should change her mind and decide that she's not going to go forward with this run. That would change the dynamics of the race.
1: Zeldin was interested in the RNC chairmanship and called on McDaniel to step aside due to a lack of a red wave back in November. Harmita Cordillon, an American lawyer and a Republican Party official, the former vice chair of the California Republican Party and a National Committee woman of the RNC of California. She represents California is interested in that position as RNC chair as well. The RNC will choose its next chair in January. Well, federal judge Robert Benitez has blocked a California gun law that emulated a controversial Texas abortion measure. The injunction applies to a law that enables private citizens to sue manufacturers of illegal guns. Now, the injunction sets the stage for a battle in the U.S. Supreme Court, an outcome that California Governor Gavin Newsom has sought. Newsom spoke about it back in July when he originally signed the bill.
0: There's no principal way the United States Supreme Court can overturn this law and uphold the right for Texas to continue to move forward with SBA. No principal way whatsoever.
1: And Benitez also underscored the ties between the two laws in his ruling, citing Newsom's condemnations of the Texas measure that deputizes citizens to sue abortion providers as evidence that the California gun law is unconstitutional. the amount of income deductions and taxes paid by former President Donald Trump as disclosed in his annual federal tax returns while serving in the White House was detailed in a new report. The report is by the staff of the Democratic-led Joint Committee on Taxation, and it was posted online shortly after the House Ways and Means Committee voted to make public redacted versions of Trump's full income tax returns and those of eight related business entities for the tax years 2015 through 2020. A separate report released by the Ways and Means Committee revealed that the IRS had started an audit of just one of Trump's tax returns while he was serving as president. Democratic Representative Lloyd Doggett spoke to CNN.
0: You will get all of the tax returns that the Supreme Court and the lower courts said that Mr. Neal's request could get. You will get all of those. Uh, that may be delayed for a few days only to permit per, permit time to redact things like Social Security numbers, uh, personal ID numbers, that type of thing. But you will get uh, the complete uh, Trump tax returns.
1: The release of Trump's tax returns marks the conclusion of a nearly four-year legal battle House Democrats waged against the former president after they took control of the House back in 2019. The number of children and teenagers killed annually rose sharply during 2020 during the viral pandemic, the first full year of the COVID-19 pandemic, according to this new study. Homicide rates for children rose sharply in 2020 during the pandemic. A new study finds the overall child homicide rate rose from 2.2 per 100,000 children in 2019 to 2.8 per 100,000 in 2020, which is a 27.7% increase. Dr. Jonathan Metzl is a professor of psychiatry at Vanderbilt University. He spoke to CNN about why we should stop blaming mental illness for things like mass shootings.
2: I've studied mass shootings now for about a decade and a half. And every time that mental illness comes up, there are so many other factors. I mean, probably all 100 of them contributed in some way. So access to firearms, misogyny, social networks where violence is condoned. So
1: this study from a group of eight researchers found that homicides for children 10 years old and younger were most commonly caused by things like abuse and neglect that parents or guardians committed. Homicides of kids 11 to 17 were most commonly precipitated by crime and arguments. 77 WABC time check 515. Justin Ellis here with sports.
2: Well, thank you, Deb. Uh, we gotta get into some big breaking news here. And, uh, uh, to be, to be honest oh, with you, we could be like, honestly, the first people to talk about this this morning because it happened like two and a half hours ago. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. I, I am on the edge of my seat here. Uh, well, I'm gonna tell you right now, big breaking news out of Queens. Free agent shortstop Carlos Correa in a stunning turn of events has agreed on a 12 year, $315 million contract with the New York Mets bypassing a previous 13 year agreement with the San Francisco Giants that we reported on, uh, probably sometime last week. His deal with the Giants was scheduled to be announced in a news conference yesterday, but the Giants announced in the morning that it had been postponed due to an undisclosed medical concern arising during Correa's physical examination. Clearly... The Mets don't care about that. Correa will reportedly play third base for the Mets with fellow superstar Francisco Lindor, of course, occupying shortstop. So we'll see what happens with the, uh, medical irregularities, I guess you could call them, with Correa, but the Mets, I guess they have a new third baseman out in Queens. Spectacular! Yeah, I guess it is spectacular. That's some infield they got over there. The Knicks, uh, out on the hardwood. They run rough shot on the Golden State Warriors at the Garden, besting them by a score of 132 to 94. Jalen Brunson, he showed up once again with 21 big ones in his 30 minutes on the floor, and Emmanuel quickly, he was great off the bench, poured in a team-high 22, and the Knicks, they rolled to their eighth straight victory. Brunson spoke following the Knicks, uh, excuse me, following the win on Knicks' depth over the course of their win streak. We have a lot of players on this team who are capable of having
0: monster games, so, um, it's not surprising when someone, like, quick, uh, plays that way, or Q having a game, even Deuce getting into, into double figures, it was, um, it's not surprising at all, but, uh, when they do it, it's definitely a plus. And so it's, I mean, they're always ready when the opportunity presents itself.
2: The Knicks will go for nine in a row tonight at the Garden. We'll meet the Toronto Raptors for a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time tip. Uh, the mood in the New York Rangers locker room ended up on the other side of the spectrum last night following their 3-2 loss in Pittsburgh to the Penguins to halt their win streak at seven games. Blue Shirts will try and get back in the win column tomorrow when they welcome in uh, their local counterpart in the, the Islanders. And out in Carolina, the Devils continue to slide mercilessly, mercilessly as they fall 4-1 to, to the Hurricanes to move their losing streak to six games now in their spot in the Metropolitan Division. Down a peg to second place and wait for the Canes to assume the top spot they'll do their best to start picking up the pieces tonight at 7 p.m. in Florida against the Panthers and looking ahead to tonight on the hardwood you got uh, the Warriors they're going to visit the Brooklyn Nets at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time here with the early news sports update I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC
1: here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report
0: this is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs financial report
1: hardly the rally Wall Street's been looking for but stocks did
0: snap their losing streak yesterday the Dow Jones Industrials up 92 points the S&P and NASDAQ both finishing flat economists forecast A slight increase in consumer confidence. It would be the first increase on the University of Michigan index in three months. Consumers still stretched thin by inflation, most retailers lowering their holiday forecasts. More housing data today. Existing home sales forecast to have fallen again in November, down by about a quarter million from October. Sales have been on a steady decline as mortgage interest rates have doubled since a year ago chipmaker micron technology reports earnings the stock is down more than 47 percent this year it's been a tough year for the microchip sector nvidia stock down 46 percent intel stock down 50 percent. please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 wabc this is the lou dobbs financial report keep listening for more to 77 wabc for the lou dobbs financial report
1: all right. Dow futures up 247 points this morning at 33,300. That's up 0.75%. S&P up 23 and three quarter points. The NASDAQ up 63 and Gold down $2.80 an ounce. As for crude oil, it's at $77.02 a barrel, up 93 cents.
0: The WABC Early
1: News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time, 520. The city of Buffalo, New York, is suing various members of the gun industry. 77 WABC's Noam Layden has more. Mayor
2: Byron Brown announcing what he describes as a first-of-its-kind lawsuit. The
0: city is not going to let gun industry members continue to flood our city with illegally possess guns.
2: That lawsuit names manufacturers, distributors, and local gun shops for what the city says is their conduct in fueling the gun violence crisis in Buffalo. The legal action comes after a race-fueled mass shooting this year that ended with 10 black people dead in a city supermarket. For Early News, I'm Noam Laden.
1: Well, actor Richard Gere, right in the middle of a battle over a cell phone tower in Westchester County, the affluent community of Bedford is under court order to build a cell tower to eliminate coverage gaps that could hinder first responders a spot under consideration is the top of a ridge on the property of the bedford post inn a hotel co-owned by gear the bedford planning board has rejected two other proposed sites roxanne sprudence is the un in uh, the unenviable position of fighting with the proposed site for that tower she lives right next door but happens to own the establishment the restaurant at the inn making gear and his business partner her landlords. She spoke to ABC7. Six years, two
2: lawyers, how much taxpayer dollars? I mean, it's it's absolutely insane. The site is covered in bedrock, so they're going to have to blast pneumatic drill and then build this huge road for these
1: hundred thousand pound trucks to get up there. The proposed tower would be cloaked in fake pine branches and rise at least 13 stories. The public has till next Wednesday, right after Christmas, to comment a vote is expected in early January. A former New Jersey corrections officer is pleading guilty to hitting an inmate at a youth facility. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports.
2: 43-year-old Jason Parks was a senior corrections officer at the Albert C. Wagner Youth Correctional Facility in Bordentown when he struck a handcuffed prisoner twice in the back of the head. Parks admitted to the incident that happened in 2019 and pled guilty to charges of conspiracy and official misconduct. After the assault, the officer attempted to cover up the incident by falsifying the report and convincing his colleague to do the same. He faces up to a decade in prison when he sentenced in march of 2023 for 77 wabc early news i'm alex barnard
1: oh this year's roster of the worst the worst landlords in new york city released tuesday public advocate Jamani williams was joined by a coalition of tenants elected officials and housing advocates as he announced his fourth annual catalog of the city's 100 most negligent allegedly landlords As in past years, Williams called out New York City itself, saying the New York City Housing Authority tops the list with 673,990 open work orders at NYCHA Buildings. That's an increase of 73,510 over last year. NYCHA
2: is so bad that we have to put them in a category by themselves. They are absolutely 100% the worst landlord in the city.
1: And the city was joined on this worst landlord watch list by these top private offenders. Jonathan Santana, Brian Ritter, David Tenenbaum, Simon Abdavies, and Jacob Bistreicher. Inclusion on Williams annual list is determined by the number of, he says, widespread, unchecked, repeated violations that have led to horrific conditions at these properties. And the public advocate also said the 100 landlords on this year's list have accumulated more than 69,000 total violations. That's a 30% increase over last year and more than in any other previous year as rents rise. A man was shot by an on duty collection agent after a dispute on the New York City subway line at the Atlantic Avenue Barclays Center Station in Brooklyn. The collection agent, alongside his partner, removed money from a machine. The two then boarded an R train and were headed to Union Street to continue their route when they realized they were being followed by a man. The on-duty collection agent and the man then reportedly got into a verbal argument aboard the R train when the man was shot on the mezzanine of the Union Street R train stop in Park Slope just before 9 p.m. Tuesday. New York City Transit President Richard Davey spoke during an NYPD press briefing.
2: This is a tragic event. We have two employees who are going about their business uh, and certainly did not want their day to end today. And we have a gentleman in the hospital uh, in critical condition, as the chief said. You know, we have about 274 armed um, collection agents whose job is to accompany
1: the um, individuals who fix um, our fare vending machines. Police say the man who was shot was taken to Methodist Hospital in critical condition. The MTA worker remained on the scene, as did his partner, and the weapon used in the shooting is now in the possession of the NYPD. The on-duty collection agent can legally carry a weapon. A recent incident at Radio City Music Hall involving the mother of a Girl Scout is shedding light on the growing controversy around facial recognition. Kelly Conlin and her daughter came to the city the weekend after Thanksgiving part of a girls scout field trip to Radio City Music Hall to see the Christmas spectacular show. Madison Square Garden Entertainment identified Conlin as an associate with the New Jersey based law firm Davis Saperstein and Solomon. Now that group is involved in personal injury litigation against a restaurant venue now under the umbrella of MSG Entertainment and they zeroed in on her as security guards approached her and uh, got her inside of the lobby area and forced her to leave. She spoke to NBC New York.
0: It was pretty simultaneous, I think, to me going through the metal detector that I heard that over a loudspeaker. I heard them say, woman with long dark hair and gray scarf. I was asked my name, and I was asked to provide my identification. I believe they said that our... uh, recognition picked you up
1: and sam davness a partner at the firm where common works is now upping the legal ante challenging msg's license with the state liquor authority well actor tom Cruise is thanking his fans in a very tom Cruise kind of way frank diaz explains
0: the actor offered his thanks to fans for supporting top gun maverick while skydiving
1: thank you for supporting top gun maverick and
2: always thank you for allowing us to entertain you it truly is the order of a lifetime.
0: Cruz performed the stunt while filming the next Mission Impossible movie. As he plummeted to Earth, Cruz also wished everyone a happy and safe holiday. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz.
1: Well, if you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com.
0: It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.